Hello, my name is Key Coker and I'm a student at the University of Connecticut. On this podcast today, I will look into Chicago's affordable housing crisis and how it has caused a negative impact on residents' access to other important necessities like grocery stores and healthcare. First, let's talk about Chicago's affordable housing problem. Chicago Homeless Organization conducted a study that concluded that in 2016, homelessness count reported that 78.9 were staying in shelters, 21.1 were unsheltered. These sheltered residents were 77% black, 19% white, and four of other ethnicities, 10% self-identified as Latinx, regardless of race. This study not only found that job loss, physical and mental health issues, eviction, substance use are common causes of homelessness, but also the lack of affordable housing. 13 years ago, Chicago passed the Affordable Requirements Ordinance to address the affordable housing shortage using money obtained from developers building market rate units. But over those 13 years, a little more than 1,000 units of house for households with low or moderate income has been built. Chicago even developed the Plan for a Transformation proposed in 1999 and unleashed in 2000, which was a 10-year plan to rebuild and rehabilitate 25,000 public housing units in Chicago. As a result, huge public housing buildings were demolished, displacing thousands of families and individuals who were promised the right to return as soon as those units were affordable requirement ordinance buildings were renovated. As of 2020 of March, Chicago is said to start 11 new developments, bringing a combined over 1,000 units of affordable housing to Chicago's south and west sides, are moving forward after being selected by the city to receive low-income housing tax credits. Adding a little more than 1,000 lower units is very beneficial, but only likely to make a small dent in Chicago's a 120,000 unit affordable housing shortage. That deficiency is only expected to grow as more residents face the economic fallout of the coronavirus pandemic. Chicago will promise to, promising to build um, 1,083 units of uh, affordable housing sounds nice and all, but the real question is, where would these housings be built? I say that because statistics prove that those who qualify for affordable housing are struggling to put food on the table and are struggling to afford health costs. Chicago local government is promising to open up more units in the south side of Chicago, which not only has the highest crime rate, but also food deserts according to Chicago Defenders, and it is the farthest away from healthcare services. So how is building more units actually helping residents? So let's break it down. For example, the Chicago's local governor promised to make more units on the west side, which is ranked per capita more dangerous. Neighborhoods in the west side like West Garfield Park and Austin are incredibly violent and among the most dangerous places to live in the country. With the median income of $23,946, I can only imagine families with that income are probably struggling. The closest grocery stores available, which is save a lot, is almost 30 minutes away walking distance from those neighborhoods, but there is a plethora of corner stores along the way according to Google Maps. Also, the closest hospital is 20 minutes away 
driving distance and about an hour away walking distance. Not only do residents have to pay for grocery store um, items and doctor visits, but they also have to pay for transportation to and there. So building income, building homes in unsafe areas and farthest away from basic necessities is going to make Chicago's affordable housing crisis better? Mm, I don't think so. You can't better affordable housing without factoring in why people can't afford other necessities when they are spending all their money on housing. A study run by the Center of Budget and Policy Priorities concluded that access to safe, affordable housing supports people's physical and mental health. The healthcare system has an important role in connecting patients to housing, but housing programs themselves need substantial additional resources to make it meaningful dent in the numbers of households that struggle to afford to house. Over 17 million households eligible for federal rental assistance do not receive it due to limiting funding. This contributes to over 47% of renter household spending, more than 30% of their income on on housing costs, and almost 25% spending more than 50% of their income on housing. And that's all coming from Chicago's uh, political dot com website when households struggles to pay the rent they not only face financial and housing instability but they also are at heightened risk for a host of negative health outcomes p when people experience homelessness they struggle to eat nutritionist food get regular preventive care and manage chronic health conditions more generally Housing, high housing costs worsen the adversity that low-income families experience, forcing them to face the persistent uh, threat of eviction and make more difficult choices between paying the rent and paying for medicine, food, heating, transportation, and other essentials. Housing costs may also compel families to live in housing or neighborhoods that are rife with health and safety risk. These consequences can contribute to toxic stress and other mental health issues and conditions that alone can be devastating, but can be exacerbated physical health conditions for adults and children. And I say all that to say, Chicago needs to invest in more and better into affordable housing for all because people, lives, and mental stability are at stake. Thank you.